This story has been recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous meeting in the UK. You can email us at contact at aeainfo.org. Okay, my name is Denise. I am an Addictive Eater. Um, very grateful to be here tonight in a room with people who um, are just like me and for me it's about, you know, accepting that I am an addictive eater, accepting that I don't know how to eat safely. Um, for many, many, many years I struggled with food. I didn't know I didn't want anyone else to see that I struggled with food. Um, so for me, it manifested in the end with uh, bulimia. So early days, very back, right away back to my my early childhood. I remember as a young child, you know, I would be obsessed with how I ate, what I ate. You know, if I had a bag of sweets, I had to inspect every single sweet before I ate it. Um, you know, a couple of my family members noticed this and would comment on it. Um, and it's only now that I've come to accept who I am that, you know, these memories come back and remind me, yeah, that's right, other people seen this before I did, before I was aware or was able to admit it to myself um, that I'm powerless over food and my life was certainly unmanageable. By the time I got to Addictive Eaters Anonymous. Um, you know, from that young child who, you know, a lot of my memories, especially emotional ones, were centred around food. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, that just, when I was a teenager, it was always, always about, right, I can't be fat. You know, I just can't be fat. People can't see um, you know, because I, my attitude towards being larger, being fat, was, you know, you've lost control. Um, and, you know, people could see there was something not quite right. So for me, it was more of a concern about what other people thought of me um, rather than what I thought of myself. That didn't even come into it. It was just about, what do you really think of me? Did you like me? Um so every day I was I was proving that I was okay. I was proving that I could do this thing, you know, talking to people, having relationships, going out and working, you know, even from a school age, going to school. Um, and I'd never, ever felt quite right. Something in me, you know, I'm, I'm part of a, a, a family that's, um, you know, quite large. And I just never felt quite right part of it. I didn't feel right in, in younger school age either when I was in any group setting. I just felt as though I was different from everyone else. And uh, yeah, my relationship with food uh, was always about trying to control it. So by the time I got into my 30s, uh, bulimia came. Um you know, when the purging came and, you know, I, I thought I was being really clever when I was with people. You know, it would it would um, always be, 
eat with people, look normal, and uh, then just go and visit the bathroom afterwards, just go to the toilet. So again, it was always about how I was, how the image was for me. How how did people see me? Um, the smile was always put on my face. People would often say, "Oh, you're a, you know you're an old head and young shoulders," and you know my pre my pretense was working, but something inside me was just it was just becoming so empty. Um, materially and you know. Worldly success was getting better and better. Um, and, you know, within me, I was just crumbling, absolutely crumbling. So by the time I, I'd found Addictive Eaters Anonymous, I was just an, I was an empty shell of a woman. I was 42 years old. You know, I was very much alone because I certainly didn't know how to do relationships. There's no doubt about that. Um, my adult uh, daughter was away from, from this point. You know, she'd moved on in a very uh, successful way. And um, I was left alone with myself. So what was I going to do now? You know, it just became so extreme. You know, it was progressing. People started noticing around about me. And I just didn't know what to do. Um, and then, you know, I met a woman who, through another 12-step fellowship, I was in other 12-step fellowships. I'd heard about the 12-step, the you know, spiritual programme. And I thought I was living it. Um, and I met this woman in another uh, food fellowship. And she was different, you know, and I was just drawn right to her and I spoke to her right away. Um, and I asked her for help. I believe that was the first time in my life that I'd asked somebody for help. My first experience of it. And, um, you know, she, she gave me her phone number and I was in contact with her every day since then. And that was four years ago. And he was somebody that had a solution. You know, and there's nothing any different that's changed from, you know, what I was... For me, Addictive Eaters Anonymous, it, it's a patterned after that of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's the programme of recovery is contained in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And the people that were helping me, you know, the other women that I contact each day who have experienced the same misery and desperateness and, you know, this desperate loneliness um, of, you know, just trying to get through each day. But being exhausted at the end of the day when I come back from being with people because I was always pretending. And uh, they were saying to me the same things. We're not doing anything different from what they've done 80 years ago, Denise. It's just, for us, it's one addictive eater helping another addictive eater for no other purpose other than to say, I have a solution today and I just need to pass it on to you. That's it. There's nothing else in this. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what's been going on since then. You know, there's a worldwide fellowship in offer here. 
And I'm very grateful that, you know, somebody brought it to myself. And I didn't know about the illness of addiction. I didn't know that I had to be free from all mind-altering substances and food, you know, free from addictive eating. And I didn't know I could be. I didn't know I'd, I didn't have to wake up in the morning and obsess about food when I'm, you know, when I'm going to not eat or when I'm going to go to the toilet and purge or, you know, when will I binge? For me, my heaven at that time before I came here was a Saturday night in, closing the blinds and the curtains, having a good movie on or, you know, a good programme on DV, D, uh, TV and uh, in alone with loads of food, massive binge, you know, savoury to sweet to juice to, you know, anything at all that I wanted. Um, but I'm OK because I'm not drinking. I'm OK because I'm not taking drugs. You know, um, and that was my heaven. That was my solution to it. And then going to the toilet every, you know, a few times throughout that night. And, uh, you know, bringing, bringing whatever I ate up, coming back down the stairs and starting that again. That was me. You know, I wasn't with people. You know, I didn't have to pretend anymore. So that was my solution to life was to sit with a room full of food and, you know, watch mindless TV. Um, I didn't know that life could be so much more. I didn't know that I was capable of having relationships with others. I didn't know anything about, you know, having contact with a power that was greater than myself. And that contact with a power that greater than myself allows me to be around people, to be comfortable in my own skin, to not have to prove anything to anyone anymore, you know, to not have to be consumed with what I can eat, what I can't eat, what I'm going to binge, um, you know, what I'm going to go to the toilet with, what I'm going to get rid of, uh, how am I going to be with that person? What will I tell them about them about? I can't tell them this. You know, I didn't even know how to be honest with my own family. Um, I had no idea how to do that. I'd actually had no idea how to have fun. You know, fun had to be controlled. <laughs> you know, it just, it was like I couldn't allow myself to let go in any situation. You know, um, anything at all. Boy, oh boy, I had a lot of grown-up to do, you know. Um, and yeah, the programme clearly, you know, just reminds us all the way throughout. This is about finding a power that's greater than ourselves and completely relying on that power. You know, no human power could have relieved you know, my obsession with food. No no human power could have, you know. For me today, though, there is so many people in my life that I'm in contact with, you know, other addictive eaters that remind me, it's okay, Denise, you're not alone. There's a power that's greater than you. 
we're all the same, there's nothing different about you, you know, because this disease that centres in my mind will always tell me I'm different. I'm not as good as you, but I'm a bit better than you, you know, always tells me I'm different. And that could be any room that I'm in. Um, yeah, and it's all lies. The main problem for me does centre in the mind. And as long as I'm reminded every day when I pick up, you know, the phone every day to speak to another addictive eater, I'm reminded you don't have to listen to your thoughts, Denise. None of them are real. It's only your imagination. You know, you don't need the food. You don't need, you know, all of those other behaviours of, you know, overeating and visiting the bathroom and things like that. You know, so for me, the solution is always connecting with another addictive eater. And they remind me of the true solution of a power that's greater than myself. And by the gift of that power, you know, I've been coming here now four years. I have the gift of sobriety and addictive eaters anonymous. I'm not actually consumed with myself 24-7. It's there a lot of the time. And that's why I have to, you know, ask for help a lot of the time as well. Um, because I certainly don't have it made in here. It talks about a, a daily reprieve, you know, and I'm helped with that every day. And from someone who was, you know, such a, I would have called myself an island, you know, a fiercely independent woman who really didn't have a clue, but she presented that way to everyone else round about her. Um... And today it's like, it doesn't hurt. I don't have to fake it anymore. You know, I can admit to others, I really don't know how to do this. I've got this situation and I don't know how to talk to this person. Or, you know, this is what the thinking's telling me. Can you help me out here? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm very grateful today that, you know, Addictive Eaters Anonymous is available. Other members are available. And um, I'm always reminded of the, the common solution and the common problem. I've got a disease that centres in my mind and there's a power greater than myself that has restored me to sanity today, just for this one day. And I, I truly accept that. Um, and I'm grateful for everybody being here tonight. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs>